Welcome to episode 20. We are so excited for this particular episode because we have our very special guest, Jess, who also happens to be one of our gorgeous friends and Babes in Business members. She's a 22-year-old entrepreneur and mentor to females all around the world who, at just 20 years old, decided to start her own online business in the holistic wellness realm. What was the then a side hustle quickly became far more extravagant at the age of 21, quitting her nine to five to pursue her passion project full time and just creating one of the most amazing movements in Australia. Not long after that, she decided her worth and surpassed her corporate income and went on to become Australia's youngest person to ever reach the pinnacle position of our business while inspiring hundreds of women around the world building a heart-centered business and allowing them to chase after their wildest dreams. You guys are going to love Jess. It's so profound that Jess is just 22 years old. It's such a powerful interview with so much gold inside it. And we can't wait for you to learn all of her little knowledge bombs around mindset, around building business online, globally with a very diverse team. Don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram at Babes Talking Business, where we do a shout out of the week every week. If you give us a five star review, let us know what you think about this episode. And don't forget to also leave your Instagram handle so we can shout you out to our tribe. You can also head over to our website, www.babestalkingbusiness.com. You can check out all our different events happening around the world. We'd love for you to join us. We'd love for you to get in contact with us to learn more about how you can be a part of our awesome BTB events globally this year. So without further ado, please welcome this absolute mega babe, Jess Strauss. We have our squishy little Jess line. Hello. <laughs> so for those who are listening to this awesome episode, this boss babe hit the pinnacle position um, in our company and that's a pretty big deal like you're you're part of the one percent babe congratulations thank you yeah and I think what was even more impressive was the fact that not only have you hit the pinnacle position in a really short amount of time but you've also (laughs) taken the title of the youngest national marketing director in our company in Australia which is freaking amazing so (laughs) We were like, oh, my God, we've got to get Jess on the podcast so we can get her to share her pearls of wisdom and also the journey because I know a lot of people don't know too much about the network marketing profession, which is obviously what we've aligned ourselves with because we know it's a smarter way of doing business. But a lot of people don't actually understand how it works and what actually the blood, sweat and tears you put into it, but also what you get to get out of it. Mm. So um, I might even start by, I'm so excited because Jess is actually one of my girls that I've been mentoring in business for the last few years, but I didn't know Jess before this business came along. So Jess, maybe you can talk to our listeners, what did life look like before you came across the network marketing profession? Where were you and how did you kind of stumble across it? Yeah, cool. So uh, I've been a part of the network marketing profession for just under two and a half years now. And um I come from a very small country town, so the same town as Loz, but coincidentally, we'd never met each other before. And 
I just moved to Sydney um, to basically get a head start on life again because I found myself in a rut. I was involved in the bad crowd, the wrong crowd, and I found myself um, misusing my body and doing drugs and putting myself down. And so I moved to Sydney to get a head start and to start fresh. And um, I was there for about a year, not even, and I came across, yeah, this opportunity and Right at that time, I, I felt like I needed it, but I was working a corporate job um, and I hadn't, I didn't know any different. All I'd been taught was just to go to school, go to uni, find a job and just climb that corporate ladder. Um, and so, yeah, I honestly, when I saw this opportunity, I was just like, yep, whatever, I'm just going to do it. And I had no idea what it could be for me. But yeah, honestly, like I found it at the right time and um, getting out of that corporate job it was probably the best thing for me. That's amazing. And, you know, like if I think back to when I was 22, I don't know about you, Lizzie, but I was not thinking about running a business and leaving my job. And like, I was, I was happy to party and, you know, do all that stuff that a 22 year old would actually do. So what I'd love to know, Jess, just because I feel like you may be 22 years old, but I feel like you're such an old soul. You've definitely walked this planet before and you have so much wisdom. What is it? I mean, I know you moved to Sydney to sort of get out of the bad crowd and have a fresh start, but why start a business? Like why start a network marketing business? Someone as young as you, like what, what was the drive behind that? I guess living away from my family and having to move away from my family to get away from all of that negative energy, um, that was probably my biggest drive to do something different, something that a lot of people don't think of doing because it, it just means that you have control over your life. And I just, it clicked to me one day, like, why would I want to work in a corporate job and climb that ladder and work on someone else's dreams when I literally could be working on my dreams and doing something for me? Um, at 20 years old, when I first started my business, I literally thought I was crazy, along with so many other people. But I just, something was just telling me to keep going because the end result was always going to be worth it. I love that. And because when a lot of people have this misconception too with network marketing, that you come across network marketing because like your, your friend tells you about it or you join because your sister or your mum said to do something. But what people don't understand, it's just like a normal business. And we find people just like you do a normal business, like you Google a service or you're on social media and you see a post. So how did you actually stumble across the opportunity in the first place? I literally, like, I, I saw a post and I was just like, I want to do this. I, I want to do this. Like, I, I was so... I just, I just decided, I was like, I'm so in, I don't even know what this is, but I so want to do it. And I was so skeptical to start with, but like there's, there's such a big stigma around it. And I was so skeptical, but the only way that I could get over that skepticism was to be resourceful and actually research it. And yeah, it, it just felt like it just landed in my lap at the right time. Uh, <laughs> so it's been two and a half years that you've been a part of this journey. So I'd love to know what has been your biggest lesson that you've learned on this on this journey that hasn't stopped, but definitely you've reached incredible heights throughout it. What's been something you've learned from it so far? 
I've had many lessons, uh, but my biggest would definitely be learning how to master my thoughts and emotions. And that's something I'm still learning to do to this day. Um, but a lot of my lessons come from failures and setback and, and defeats and other levels, um, other devils that come with another level. And a lot of them still do. And, you know, we go through these things that are painful to us, but they've definitely helped me develop like the awareness um, to grow and they forced me to spend time on mastering my thoughts and emotions. Like I used to have very short temper and I used to be such like an emotional and frazzled person and that meant that I literally used to react in ways that probably a normal individual shouldn't. Um, but with every fastball thrown my way, it just, it helped me grow um, and it just, yeah, it helped bring me back to back to earth and that's definitely been my biggest lesson. Thanks for being real and raw with that Jess and I think it's so important because at the end of the day business no matter what business you're in I honestly believe it's just a massive personal development journey and your business grows at the rate you grow so being open to feedback being open to falling over being open to picking yourself up again is a massive part of that journey and so I'd also love to know then like throughout the last two and a half years you've learnt a lot what do you think has been the biggest like mistake you've made or is something that you're like I don't believe in mistakes honestly feel like it's always just feedback what what do you think what was a big like oh shit I actually did that moment in the last two and a half years that maybe you can share with girls in the line who think maybe that you've got to be perfect you've got to be on your a game you've got to be amazing to create success maybe share with us one of your not so awesome moments (laughs) um definitely uh, I'm trying to think back to one of like my biggest not so fancy moments was um and it's really hard because like there's been a lot there's been so many um and I guess just the way sometimes you just you get frustrated really easily um one of my biggest mistakes was definitely getting frustrated rather than having appreciation for my team you know, when they don't, when they don't do something that I've done or when you try to help them, but you just feel like that they're not appreciating that you get really frustrated and something I've been taught is just to swap frustration for appreciation. I feel like that's probably one of my biggest mistakes, but it's a mistake that most people are going to make. Um, I guess that goes back to my short temper that I used to have and I'm still growing from as well. When you have a short temper, you just instantly get frustrated, but that's something I'm definitely learning and growing from. I can so I can so relate to that. I think that was <laughs> that was mine too. I think something I learned too from Tony Robbins, he says we all have our favorite flavor of suffering. And I had to when I recognized and reflected on that, I was like, actually, you know what? Mine's frustration. Like the flavor of suffering I fall into most often was frustration. And then knowing that frustration is just misplaced expectation. So when you're you're putting expecting something from someone else that fresh that frustration you're feeling is self-imposed so I love that turning that frustration into gratitude is a really easy way to flip that on its head I recently um, I'm reading a really cool book at the moment called quantum success by Christy Whitman and she talks about in one of her chapters about how appreciation like swapping frustration for appreciation is so important for so many reasons, but like if you were to ask an accountant or you were to ask a real estate agent what the meaning of appreciation means, 
the meaning of appreciation is an increase in the value of an asset over time, right? And so she talks about how when you get out of your way and you appreciate everything that you already have and you're grateful for it and you can see like in all the areas of your life or your business where you're already abundant, you're already receiving the things that you want to receive you can you know you look for the evidence of the abundance in your business that exists already and you can appreciate that you naturally attract more of the same thing and that's why I love how she like she sort of contrasted like you know an appreciating asset like property it's an increase in the value of asset over time but so is appreciation for what you already have it's an increase in the value of an asset you have over time so I really love that and I've seen you grow so much in the last two and a half years just like I know Lizzie will agree with me on this one you have just like blown me away you've blown so many of the girls in the team away with just how much you've grown up and just shown up and I, I'm just so proud of you <laughs> we're, like having, <laughs> we're like two proud mamas I'd love to know though, what do you think, what would you put your success down to? Like, is there one trait that you've really worked on or one habit that you've really had to create? Um, do you think that you could, that's helped you with that success? Yeah, I feel like there's definitely different habits that you have to pick up along the way um, in order to, to be successful. But I feel like the most common one is definitely consistency in your business um obviously you can do things that help you become successful but unless you're doing them every day that success isn't gonna be ongoing um there were times in my business as well where I'd hit one milestone and then I'd be in such a rush to get to the next that I just stopped being consistent and then I was complaining about not being there and well it's true like you can't complain about the, about the work that you're but you can't complain about the results that you're not getting for the work that you're not doing and so that was like a massive slap across the face for me and that's what really helped me be successful was being consistent and not just in like the things that we do to grow our business but in all aspects of your life as well yeah and talking about that talking about like the sacrifices and the hard work and and all of that like what what are the payoffs now like I'd I know that we always talk about you know any business is blood sweat and tears you put your time and energy and love into it but what are the payoffs for you what type of like what what are you experiencing now as a 22 year old <laughs> at the pinnacle position of the company um I'd love to know like I'd love for you to share yeah cool so um I guess like I, going back to what I mentioned earlier is having to move away from my family um, to get out of that bad rut. A lot of that was caused because I didn't have a job and having this, having this business um, and making it my plan A, um, obviously growth has been a massive one for me. Being able to travel as well. I left Australia for the first time in my whole entire life, three months after starting this business. And I was just, I was blown away that there's like so many other parts of the world and just the culture is so different. Um, but the biggest one for me, along with the friendships and the support and just the growth, but like the, the biggest one for me is definitely being able to move back to my hometown, to be with my family. 
So I don't miss out on those magic moments with my nephews and my nieces and I get to watch them grow and I get to be there and I get to take them, you know, when they're on school holidays, I get to take them to super tramp or whatever like place they want to go we get to go down the river we get to have lunch and I don't have a boss to answer to because I officially resigned from the nine to five at 21 years old and I think that's the biggest payback for me um and you know there's so many so many other things that I can say like have been it but family is a massive value of mine and just being able to travel and see them or go on a holiday and spend time with them is the biggest one. And I know that Lozzie living so far away from her family as well, that's definitely one of her biggest values. The fact that she gets to go and travel, yeah, and see them yeah. be there when she wants. That's much my favourite part. Like I think we talk about, obviously, you've obviously heard if you've listened to our earlier episodes that Shen and I did one about money and mindset. So a big part of business is obviously money. We're not scared to talk about money. But the real wealth is actually, in the, especially in this kind of profession, is actually the flexibility in time. You can't put you can't put a price tag on that. So I can totally relate, Jess. Like even we've been traveling for a month and I've just come back and my two younger brothers have actually moved to the Gold Coast now. So I'm <laughs> so excited. I've got family here. But I've had the flexibility to just help them move, to just like help them get set up, go help them look at houses. Like most people in a nine to five or even in their own business, they can't just pick up the, and drop stuff when they've been there expect to be there, especially if they've just come back from traveling for a month. So it's those kind of things I can totally relate that you can't put a price tag on that this profession has been able to, to do for me and my family as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so a lot of people like watching Jess, your journey, like, especially because especially how we do it in babes in business we build a lot of our business online through social media so they just see all the awesome highlights but I'd love to know though like what what do you think like what actually happens behind the scenes like what's a day in your life actually look like for people who are like okay like I see these girls traveling a lot but what what do they actually do for work like do you have an average day what does an average day in your business look like? Can I can I go back to when I first started this business when I was actually working full time and what it took to get to where I am? Yeah. Because I feel like that's gonna be that's gonna resonate with a lot of people. A lot of people aren't just their own bosses um, already. So <laughs> when I was working full time and I first started this business, I would be waking up at four forty a.m. every morning um, to go for my walk. Um, and to get my miracle morning in. So go for a walk, do my meditations, do my gratitude journaling and everything like that. Um, and because I was working in the city, I'd have to commute to the city for work. So I'd wake up at 4.40, um, either go for a walk or go to the gym, and then I'd have to be on the train by 6.30. And that's obviously a lot of time in between, but I'd have to go travel on the train for an hour to get to work, work like a nine-and-a-half-hour day and just be absolutely slammed by my managers and by my bosses you know they obviously think they're all this all that <laughs> and I'd have to deal with working on someone else's dreams for that amount of time um but in any moment I could I would literally work on this business because my vision and my my dreams and my why was just so much stronger than any other excuse that I could think of as to why I shouldn't do that so on my commute to work I'd work on my business in my lunch break rather than going and meeting up with friends for lunch or going out with my work colleagues for lunch I would sacrifice that time and sometimes I wouldn't even eat lunch and I would literally sit there and work on my business and do my calls when I needed to if my team needed me I'd be there I would sacrifice that time willingly because I just 
I had no excuses. And then on my commute home, rather than relaxing after a nine and a half hour day, I would literally work on my business again, get home and I'd spend three hours working on my business. And some days I didn't go to sleep till 10.30, 11 o'clock, 11.30, whatever it may be. And I would just wake up again and do it all over again, 4.40 a.m., get, turn the alarm off, get out of bed and just that's when my day would start. And I feel as though if I didn't do that and I didn't put that much time and energy into my business when I first started, um, there would definitely be a delay in where I'm at right now um, and my success. Now, though, it's it's still the same. I wake up at 5 a.m. willingly to go to a gym class. I know some people would call me crazy being your own boss. You'd normally get to choose what time you wake up. And I, yeah, I wake up at 5 a.m., um, go to my gym class, come home. I will shower, eat breakfast, do my meditations, my gratitude journal um, or any journaling, my visualizations, and then I will start work by 8, sometimes 9 a.m., um, and you know, we have a lot of emails. The fact that our business is online, we have to go through our emails and we have to filter through them all and respond to all of them. And some days there's a hundred messages on Facebook that you have to get back to and it constantly builds up and that's a stress in itself. Um, and then you have to help your team and that's something you've got to serve others when you're a mentor in the business. It's all about serving. And so you have to have the energy to do that. Um, and it all comes from being inspired as well and going back to your why. So that's why I like to be in the, the right headspace before I do that. Um, and then I'll go for my lunch break. I give myself a lunch break because I just feel like that's necessary. Um, and then I will fire out some days, like I'm still caught up in my Facebook inbox or my Instagram inbox. Um, running reports, you know, so many people think running an online business um is all fun and fancy, but there is there is the not so fancy stuff that you have to do. Like you have to chase up, you know, declines, for example. You have to do something that isn't fun and you have to spend three hours on the phone to your home office trying to sort this this situation out that's escalated. <laughs> and you have to deal with nasty people and people that are just horrible, but it, it happens. It happens in the corporate world. It happens in business. It happens in life. Um, and then now what I do is I stop work at about 4.35 o'clock and I basically just fill my own cup up um, because I find that if I don't and I work late um, or if I don't stop, I just burn out and it just causes so much resentment for this business or for, for the work that I do. And it just, it, that's not something I want. That's this is a value of mine, this business, and it's, yeah, to have resentment for it isn't a good thing. So um, I will stop and fill my cup up. I'll go see my nieces or my nephews. I'll go spend time with mum at her work till she finishes, which I can do because I don't have a boss to answer to. Um, or I'll go get my nails done um, or I'll go get a pedicure or I'll go get a facial, whatever I feel like doing, I can do. And that's just my way of filling my cup up. And then when my partner finishes work, it's just us time. Um, and some nights we have team training and that's when it starts. And I'll hop back on at 7, 6.30, 7 o'clock. And sometimes with the time differences, that doesn't stop till 9.30, 10 o'clock. Sorry, there's sacrifices you have to make. I can't have all the time in the world with my partner over night time, but I know that that's essential in order to grow um, and to just, yeah, to grow. That's all. <laughs> that was a massive spill. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what though? Like... Oh, I'm just so like any 
man, like any 25 year old, 27 year old, like I just remember what I was like when I was younger and you just have so much, I said it before, you have so much wisdom about you, Jess. And, you know, I just love that you're willing for the growth. You're willing for the, um, I guess, like what Lozzie was saying before, like the compromise, you understand that. And it's just, it's a true testimony to your success. I mean, your mindset and the way that you look at life and the way that you look at things. And one of your superpowers, I believe, is that you have a really great way to self-reflect and you always look at the lesson in something. And that to me is such a strong characteristic to have in business, in life, in any situation. You always look for the silver lining and that's what I love about you. And I think so many people who are listening to this would have just taken away so much from that. I know for me, like, I've got some other team who are in their early 20s and there are so many excuses that a young 20-year-old could make. Like, you've got so much going on for you. You know, I get a lot of young girls who say, you know what, like, no one my age is going to buy my product because all of the people my age are broke or, like, you you name it, (laughs) every excuse under the sun. So... I would love to ask you, like, what do you feel is your strategy for people who are listening, who are in the network marketing professional, maybe they're in some other type of business where they have to sell a product or offer a service or provide something. How, what is your way of, um, I guess, finding customers and clients, but also um, having them join you and your mission, what's like, what would you say your number one tip for anyone listening um, would be? I can't give you one because I've just come up with three. <laughs> be yourself and be authentic, be genuine. Um, get on their level. You really need to get on their level in order for them to understand you, in order to understand them. You need to be on their level and resonate with them. Um they're not going to join you if you're just speaking in two different languages. Like it's just not going to happen. So you really need to get on their level, understand them, resonate with them. Um, but in saying that, just because you're 20 years old, it doesn't mean that you can't attract people or speak to people that are of a different age either. There is no limits, especially when it's an online business, there is no limits to the people that you attract. There is no limits to the people that you can have as your clients or have on your team. Hell, I'm like 20, I was 20 when I first started and my first three team were a mum of two who was 35 um, and a chick in New Zealand who was like 20, 27, I believe. Like there is no limits to the people that you can attract. And now I have mums on my team and now majority of my clients are mums that are like 35, 40 years old. And I feel like that's just an excuse. Like age is just an excuse because you're 20 years old. It doesn't mean anything. So no matter who you speak to, get on their level, um, but be genuine and authentic and don't put on this act or this face um, of somebody that you're not. Love it. I have to add to that, Jess. I think one of your biggest superpowers is you're just a servant leader. Um, not just in this business, but in life. I think anytime somebody needs something, you're the first to put your hand up and volunteer your time or your energy. Say, hey, how can I help? Or what can I do to make that easier for you? Or I'm here for you. And I think that serves you so well, not just in this business, but 
when you're talking to people, people know that you're coming from that heart-centered space and you're just there to serve. And so whether that means you end up sharing the business with them or you share the product with them that you're obviously, you've aligned yourselves with, it's, it, you're still coming from that heart-centered space. You only share because you're wanting to help people. And I think that is honestly what's helped you build such a beautiful client base and a strong team, but um, just more even a heart-centered team as well. You've got such a beautiful team of women. And I know when you hit a pinnacle position in our company, it's not just you. There's beautiful women that are, are below you that you've led who have had the same success. And I think that's a true reflection of that servant leadership that you have. So congratulations, Chicky. We're so freaking proud of you. Thank you. I um, I just wanted to add, I think there's one thing when you join a network marketing business, and it probably goes for all network marketing businesses. When you join, um, you have to accept and take on that responsibility and acknowledge that it's never going to be about you. It's not about you. It's about who you can serve and who you can help, whether that's, people that you're speaking with that don't end up being a client or a teamie, whether you just, because all I do is I just collect friendships. And so there's some people that I've been speaking to for a couple of years and I'm, I've literally just built a relationship with them and I'm just there for them to listen to them on their down days. Or when it comes to team, you're, you're just there to serve them. It, it's never about you. It's about helping them. Um, and when you're, you know, finding your clients, it's never about your client. Um, it's never about you. It's always about your clients and how you can help them. So I feel as though when you join a network marketing business, you have to take on that responsibility and acknowledge that you're only there to do your due diligence and basically serve them. Totally. Oh my gosh. I, I've learned so much in this short thing. <laughs> <laughs> We um we are just so proud of you, babe, and we just want to say thank you so much for jumping on the line with us today and sharing your pearls of wisdom. Um, before we let you go, we just want to ask you one last question. Sure. <laughs> I would love to know what does the future look like for you? Yeah, cool. So my I'm gonna I'm gonna include another thing in this as well, but my definition of success and something I live by is like success to me is just living a life of health and wealth and not just on monetary means. And it means being in a state of complete and utter content and happiness in all aspects of life and business. Um, and so the future for me and my brand is just more growth, more love, more happiness, bigger goals, more action and success. Um, so where I'm happy and healthy and grateful and content and wealthy, um, that's definitely all that lays in the future for me. And I don't like to base it around, you know, monetary goals or anything like that. Um, as long as I have that form of success here, everything will be bright for me. Just so proud of you, Han, and I'm so excited and grateful that we got to have your time today. I know there's so many listeners that would have soaked up so much of your wisdom. So thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, honey. <laughs> Mwah.